Thanks to Haley K for supporting our podcast. If you would like to support our podcast, the best way to do it, sign up for our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Top Rope Chef. Thanks. We're cooking up some recipes. Gonna give them a spin. If you're messing with Top Rope Chefs, you can never win. Whoa. We're leaving you in the kitchen, wishing you were beaten, battered, and fried. And we'll be cooking up some main dishes, desserts, and yummy things on the side. Can you take the heat? 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 Welcome to Top Rope Chef, the podcast about food and wrestling. Today's recipes, Harvey Whippleman's and Southern Salmon Patties and Jacqueline's Luscious Stuffed Green Peppers. My name is Bradley Boomhauser Jones. With me as always, Jacqueline the Jack Attack Maynard. There it is. There it is, kind <laughs> How's of. How's it going, Jacqueline? It has been a while. We so seem like we, I say that every podcast, but it's been a while. We took a hiatus, but I'm feeling good. I got rejuvenated. I had a, I don't know. I just am rejuvenated. It's good. Yeah. You done working 60 hour work weeks or is that still happening? That's still happening. Oh, yeah. so, okay. At least but, you're physically better. <laughs> I got to come home earlier today. I went on a run. I had a lavender cider in the shower, which is coincidentally what I am drinking right now. So I'm calm. I'm good and I'm calm and I'm full of food and ready to talk. You're finally centered. We had a little bit of a nasty winter that came, but it's gone now. All the snow is almost melted. We did not. You didn't get it? No, that passed over us and just pooped on you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We had a nor'easter come through and just, like, ruin our day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. No, not here. It was gorgeous and sunny all day. (laughs) Oh, boy. You jerk. Yeah. I feel like I haven't been outside to enjoy it in quite a while. Well, you got to enjoy good food inside. That's true. That's true. What are you uh what are you drinking today? What brand was that uh lavender cider? This that is about? Northern Naturals lavender apple cider. This is the cider that I drank on I believe episode two and it snuck up on me and I got a little bit too toasty on air. <laughs> but I'm centered today, so I feel like yeah. it'll work out well. It's really good. Just a hint of lavender. And spring is coming, so it's nice to have that herbal flavor what about you brad what have you got over there i heard you pop a top (laughs) i went very basic today i didn't go out and get anything fancy just had something in my fridge coors golden banquet beer (laughs) it's domestic beer (laughs) Ooh, coors not a sponsor of the podcast (laughs) i like the banquet beer it was okay this was on sale it was five dollars and 74 cents on clearance for a six-pack, so how do you beat that? You can't go wrong, and I love that bottle. Very vintage. It looks like an old apothecary's bottle. Like you'd serve somebody some sort of ale or uh, yeah. some sort of snake oil in it. You know, maybe it's your medicine for what ails you. Warm the cold out of your winter bones. It tastes like beer. Old domestic beer kind of tastes exactly the same to me. So. Yep, kind of like water and feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. water and feet, that's correct. <laughs> Hashtag Coors. (laughs) (laughs) One wrestler today and one manager today. Is that what he is? Yes. Got it. He's managed over 53 people, according to his Wikipedia page in the WWE or just all of wrestling. That seems like a lot. It seems like a lot. It seems like maybe he inflated it. We're talking about uh, Harvey Whippleman. He's got a couple of other nerdy names. I forget what the other one was. It was like nerds, nerdtastic something something is also something nerdy he's like four feet tall 
He's maybe like yeah. 100 pounds soaking wet. That turn of phrase goes. <laughs> we should that. bring that phrase back. That's not used <laughs> enough. <laughs> I think it's only ever like used to describe people's weight or like stature. It's never like anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing and else only is just thin soaking people, wet. too. I mm. want people to use it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal? Yeah. That's your 2018 goal this year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a character who is always the butt of jokes. He's very annoying. He most notably, I would think, is the first man to win the woman's title. Oh, that was him. I remember that. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> it was really silly. He dressed up. He had a really bad wig on and a really yeah. bad thing, and he wrestled a lady in a pile of mashed potatoes because that was a thing that you could do. Yeah. And, and, and Jackie just knocked down the, the, the cat. Jackie just shot right in the, the face. Hey, wait a minute. And there's a... Hey, a we got a new women's champion. Herbina, thanks to Jacqueline, has just become... Friend of the podcast, Claire G. and myself had a mashed potato party where we were going to do a uh, inflatable pool full of mashed potatoes and then do wrestling, but we did not follow through with that and just ate brown and white food. That sounds like a good compromise. It just seems like you're going to ruin mashed potatoes. Yeah. A uh, friend of the podcast, Claire G., does not approve of mashed potatoes in the slightest. Really? Yeah, I know. Hmm, Doesn't it make you want to reevaluate some things? <laughs> I even kind of like, and it's I, I feel very ashamed. I haven't had them in a long time, but like the out-of-the-box instant mashed potatoes that are like <laughs> not even potatoes. I don't even know what's in that box. Brand. But it just tastes like buttery garlic soft. I cannot wait what? to get into this recipe because I added it. <laughs> I added exactly that. <laughs> you added that, that. I don't even know what it's called. Hungry it's instant Jack. mashed potatoes, right? <laughs> Hungry Jack instant mashed potatoes. <laughs> Hungry Jack, aren't they the pancake people? They're also the potato people. They're just oh, the wow. pink people. They got the, the market corn on the starches, I guess. The fake, <laughs> yeah. fake, phony starches. Yeah. But uh, old Harvey here, he uh, he looks like a terrible nerd. He was always cast with somebody who was very big because of how short he was. He yeah. made the other person look very large. I think it was WrestleMania 9 or 7, the one where he managed the giant Gonzalez. Yeah. Do you remember the giant Gonzalez, Jacqueline? <laughs> um, no. I remember hearing that name. I don't remember the person. He was like a seven foot tall. He wore a, a, a bodysuit that had muscles on it and yes. fur. I remember now. That's what it took. That was upsetting. He was one of the worst wrestlers in history. He was just basically immobile. He could just walk yeah. around and look big and throw really bad punches and slaps. Yeah, and like Andre the Giant could do more than that, and he was bigger. Andre was... the Giant's incredible, and yeah. we should probably watch his documentary and like review it or something. It's coming out in April. But yeah. We do you want to watch do... that real bad? Let's do an uh, like an honorary episode for him. Yeah. That sounds great. What do you say about the mighty Gonzalez other than WWF hopes you forget that he even existed? They really do. <laughs> they do not bring him up at all, ever. And they bring up a lot of people. <laughs> He's one of the weirdest people to have in the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. Because uh, Undertaker had a streak there where he beat 21 people in a row. Yeah. 
I, I think he was know. like number four or something like that. I didn't yeah. realize he was one of them. Mm-hmm. Just get lumped into that mix. That's a bummer. That was a throwaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say about uh, Harvey Whippleman, except that we mentioned him when he fought Howard Fink. Yeah. Um, in that, uh, that wrestling match. His outfits are kind of the worst. It's just like a cheesy button-up polo tucked into like some old man's dress pants you would find at every thrift store. What's really most upsetting to me, though, is do you see the knife in this picture? I do. Is it that a butter is, knife or something? It's supposed to be a steak knife, but it's the dullest goddamn steak knife I've ever seen in my life. It might as well be a butter knife. And he's holding that fork so backwards. That's not how people eat. That's not how people hold a fork. He looks like somebody's douchey stepdad. Yes, he's the stepdad who tries to be a real dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, he's terrible. Oh, and he wants you to know how much he knows about life. Like, he wants you to really respect him, even though he's not your dad and he can't tell you what to do. He plays a perfect sleazeball in every sense of the word. Yeah. Like, that's just how you describe him. Just sleazy, awful. And, like, that's the, I mean, that's what how he was cast. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he's a nice guy, because most of these people are. Like, you know, good people, but oh boy, is it easy to just look at this guy and hate him. I'm not sure he's a nice guy. I'm it's hard to say, but, you know, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. And if you ever meet these people, it's like you never know if you're getting worked or not. That's true. Like, are you <laughs> really who you are? I can't tell. Because it's wrestling and it's all confusing. <laughs> the blend is confusing me. I feel like some people blend more than others. Like, some people's yeah. characters are more, much more close to their actual character than others are. Right, it's easy to tell when, like, Mick Foley's goofing around. Yeah. You know. And the Undertaker yeah. seems like a really nice guy in real life and is I'm sure. terrifying in the show. Triple H is a really nice guy in real life and terrifying in the show. Well. Harvey Whippleman, just somebody you don't want to even look at. I really don't. But... But. The age-old question, was his recipe any good? Harvey Whippleman's Southern Salmon Patties. You don't really need much more than salt and pepper to make these bad boys righteous. Harvey has been known to whip these up in the old single wide on the outskirts of Walls, Mississippi. I've been eating these patties, a southern thing, since I was a kid, and Harvey says he makes them every Friday. If old Harv can do it, so can you. Ingredients for this recipe. One 14-ounce canned salmon, undrained. Two eggs. One cup crushed premium crackers. Any spices. Salt, <laughs> pepper, seasoned salt, for example. Vegetable oil for frying. Don't even worry about the amount, because it's not written there. And we got two steps here. Number one. Blend the salmon, eggs, crackers, and spices. Make the mixture into three-inch patties. Step two. Fry the patties in a small amount of oil until golden brown. Serve with tartar sauce. Make six patties. Wow. Bare <laughs> bones. Is this the least amount of steps we've had? Is this an, like an award-winning one? This might be the worst amount, like least amount of words on a page that we've had. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be at least, I think there's one that had one step. Maybe it's later in the cookbook where it's that, uh, that cookie dough, but. Yeah, to open it and eat it raw. This is definitely the recipe we've had that has the most omissions, I think, of like how to do things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am confounded by this one, um, by all of it. <laughs> I mean, in a 14, so I was looking at the cans of salmon in the store, and a 14 ounce can, that's like a, a regular size can, they don't come like without bones and skin. So, Mine did, mine had skin on it, it didn't have bones though. It didn't have vertebrae in it? 
Okay, so I bought one and it did. Maybe, I don't know why. But it it was really upsetting. Opening up the can and seeing that salmon just flop out of it in a perfectly can no. shape, it was, uh, it was a sight to behold, for sure. And with my thing with circles appearing in nature, that was really upsetting to see little just vertebrae everywhere. It was really... It was, it was awful. So <laughs> I changed what I was doing. I gave that to the dogs, and I went oh. <laughs> and I got um, those packets that you rip open. Yeah, yeah, I got the to-go those. packets or whatever. Yeah, of salmon, and I subbed the crackers for the uh, Hungry Jack mashed potato flakes. <laughs> I was going to say, because I have eaten some gluten-free crackers, and they're actually pretty good. They are, but they're like they're more like a chip. They're not like a cracker. They wouldn't absorb much liquid, and I think that's the point of these, is to absorb the liquid and hold it together, not just like be crunchy. I think they, they just add the uh, the texture, like to able to form them into patties, and just give them some sort of like binding agent for the eggs and the salmon. Yeah. That's yeah. I just don't feel like gluten-free crackers are a good binding agent. The mashed potatoes were delicious in it. It soaked up all that like salmon juice and made the patties really good. What did you use for any spices? For any spices? It literally says anything you want. <laughs> put it in there. Um, I did salt and pepper and garlic and um cayenne. And it was really good. Oh, and I did um blackened that blackened redfish magic stuff. I that sounds great. Is it? It's either like I think it's Old Bay. Yeah, Old Bay seasoning. Yeah, because it. It's a classic fish. fish seasoning. It's su- It was super good. I actually really love this recipe. I mean, the the. Jacqueline, this recipe is really good. It is so it's good. It's so, so good. <laughs> I was such a brat about this all week. Like, oh well, you better make a backup dinner because this is gonna be garbage. I'm gonna waste some food. A fish died for this, but it was really good. <laughs> it's so good. Even like I made it as per the recipe, and it's good. Yeah. It's a. It's just what what it is. It's classic. My roommate Mike, um, who always <laughs> loves everything, yeah. but he like especially like was very excited that I was making salmon paste because he hadn't had them in forever. And I was like, I don't know if these are gonna be the ones you're, you're excited for. And he's like, No, no, no. These are it. These are the ones. These taste so good. He cut them up and put them into tacos, and he made salmon patty tacos with them. What? That is a yeah. whole new level. That's a next level move oh, right there. <laughs> what? That sounds delicious. Was it just those on a taco? With cheese and lettuce sure. and salsa and, yeah, all the stuff that would normally go in a taco. Sour cream. I can get behind that. It was a bold move, Cotton, and it paid off for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this, is, uh, this was really delicious. I would definitely recommend garlic, but that's, I feel like that's a staple for every recipe in here does not have any garlic, so always put that in. I would also recommend flipping the patties, what the recipe does not suggest you doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just did that, but you're right. It does not say to do that. It does not say to flip the patties anywhere here. Not at all. I also did a a little, uh, (laughs) a fancy mayonnaise tasting platter. I made a tartar sauce as well. Yeah. I made tartar sauce. I made tartar sauce because it was the one mayonnaise version of mayonnaise I didn't have in the house. But then I also had them with spicy um, sriracha mayo, and that was really good. And I had them with wasabi mayo, and that was not that great. And then I had them with horseradish mayo, and that burned my nose. 
I took a little bit of Hellman's and I put some dill weed in there and I put some diced jalapeno oh. and mixed it up oh. and made this like delicious spicy relish because I didn't have actual uh, sweet relish. So I was like, I got these diced jalapenos. I'm going to just use these. And they were great. Interesting. It's like a spicy tartar sauce. It was yummy. That's very uh, fancy. I want to say avant-garde, but that's not what that word means. But <laughs> why not? It's very avant-garde. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just did the the Hellman's mayo, and then I put um, dill pickles and a squirt of lemon juice in it. That's classic tartar sauce right there. Oh yeah, that was my hashtag classic for this recipe. But it, and I it that was my favorite way to have it because tartar sauce and fish is just a magical combination that I'll never understand. Yeah, it's just made to be. Yeah, but it was all really good. Oh, what I used was uh, I had a rosemary and lemon spice Ooh. that my roommate had. And he was like, put that in there. And I was like, yeah, I am going to put that in there. Because I would, I think I would like this with a little squeeze of lemon in the uh, the salmon. Because that just patties. makes all fish, you know, yeah. makes it lose that fishy smell, that fishy taste. Lemon's just great in general. Yeah, so. that sounds really good. The rosemary, I think, would really be good. It was so good. This recipe. What a surprise. Yeah, from like a... Uh, I don't know who you are wrestler to like one of my favorite recipes you've done. <laughs> so simple and great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Next to the can of salmon was a can of mackerel. And I'm thinking I'm going to try to make mackerel patties, but I'm skeptical, but I hope it's good. I hope it's good. My dad's real into mackerel and giving You're mackerel not a mackerel fan? Dog. I've never had it. I've only seen him eat it straight out of the can. It's interesting. Uh, it's good. It's a good fish. Okay. Isn't it like kind of like anchovies? I don't know. I don't think so, but Okay. Well, also my taste may have changed. So who knows? Get back to us with that one. I will at some point. <laughs> I had um, some premium crackers. I just had like um, a variety pack. I just crunched up a bunch of them that fit up into a cup and that was all I used. And then mixing them up was super easy and frying them was super easy. I used, I covered, like had enough oil in the pan using vegetable oil. Yeah. So I like, it was just like a layer of it. So I know it would cook and I could flip it and cook. You press down on it and it cooked all the way through and it was great and... How did this happen? How did this recipe happen? I mean, the South has really delicious food. It'll clog your heart and kill you by the time you're 40, but it's really delicious. Maybe you can make use of, like, coconut oil or something else. But, like, other than, like, the oil, nothing's bad in this recipe. No, salmon's really good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Salmon eggs and some crackers. Yeah. I'm, it's great. And oh, and we had it with, um, husband made a black lentil and cucumber and goat cheese like salad to have with it. And that was a really good compliment to this. Wow. It was just that. Yeah. Speaking of compliments to this, <laughs> 4.25 out of 5. I give it a 4.7. Hall of Fame. I'm in love with this. I'm going to make it this weekend. <laughs> I think this is the highest rated recipe we've done so far. Perhaps. My mind is blown. I know. I am stunned. I was, yeah, shocked. <laughs> shocked. <laughs> so simple. So good. I like to try it with those mashed potatoes. That sounds lovely. It was lovely. really good. It made it a little bit fluffy. 
Just the tiny, tiniest hint of fluff. Now, what makes these different than, like, crab cakes, other than the crab and salmon? I have no idea. Okay, because I, I, like, I do like crab cakes. I don't know that so. I've ever had a crab cake. No. Oh, yeah, it's pretty classic if you go uh, into Florida or, like, down south, you know. Yeah. Very common. Crabs creep me out because they're just the spiders of the sea, and I don't like spiders. I don't like any arachnids, really, so... I like crabs. They walk real goofy, like walk sideways. They just eat and they, poo. And they grow like their limbs back. Yeah. It's like a thing. They're like yeah. monsters that thrive on poo. That's what a crab There's is. that great gif of the crab holding the knife that I, I love. Oh, that it's was like great. Like a crab like, found a knife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it looks like a monster. It's a monster. <laughs> it is. Like, if that, if that thing is 100 feet tall, it would just destroy us. I would end. I would end it all if that happened. <laughs> lobsters too lobsters aren't as scary but they're a little slower they're... crabs can move you don't see lobsters are like scurrying very fast across the sea or nothing they're all bugs of the sea though i just don't trust it delicious delicious tasty bugs we're gonna take a break we'll be right back talking about jacqueline's luscious stuffed green peppers Tomorrow night we're going to be in Austin at the Irwin Event Center. Two great seats are still available for that big event in Austin tomorrow night in California this weekend. Saturday night in San Diego, Sunday in Bakersfield, and Sunday in Davis, California. And Luna not wasting any time here. And we're back talking about Jacqueline's luscious stuffed green peppers. But first, Brad, what do you have to say? What are your thoughts on Jacqueline the wrestler? She looks legitimately scary and that she could really fight. Yes. <laughs> she terrified me as a child. I really wanted her to be my favorite wrestler because our names are very similar. But she was like a Wolverine. Like, she would run into the ring really fast and then be in there and then just destroy everything in the ring. She kicks so fast. She yeah. punches so fast. She makes a fight look legitimate. I wonder if she wasn't legitimately kicking people's asses, though. It could be. She was probably a little rough in there. I don't know. She looks like a badass. That's like 100% yeah. going in there. Look at those arms. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. She could end you. And I really like that she's got the Disney villain uh, fingernails going on, where they come to a point to just, like, scratch your face. That's what I aspire to have someday. She definitely has a style, and it's what I can only describe as a pool tarp. What is what are the what is that type of material that latex. these outfits are made out of? What is it called? <laughs> latex. <laughs> latex. She's wearing a latex dress. That's... It's like she's got a glove on. Yeah, that's a pantsuit. <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> Everything about it. Usually strapless, always accentuating uh, the big fake boobs deal. Oh yes. Well, that was just the staple of that, the 2000s yeah. women's wrestler, though. That was, I think, every woman wrestler, every female wrestler diva of the, yeah, the early aughts. Was that the height of plastic surgery, like the late 90s, would you say? Like, no. I no. would say the 80s. You say 80s are? I feel like 80s is when everybody got big fake tits. And then this is, but this was when they got, like, perfected or better somehow, or got cheaper? Because they were way think, more prevalent. I think cheaper. I wouldn't say better. They don't. They definitely didn't have the realistic factor going on. It wasn't like, oh, hey, are those? It was like, oh, you got fake tits. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> those are sticking straight out. 
Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, but every like woman in uh, wrestling kind of had them. You kind of had to have them, so you looked like yeah. all the other girls. But right. Well, because they're so muscular. I yeah. Like I just like be... proportion their body out or something. I feel like maybe they were pushed into it too. I don't know. She de- she definitely though like she didn't let the boobs get in the way. That's for sure. No. Just... Not, she could kick and punch you just as good as any. Rip your Anything face with off. those big boobs on, yeah. I'm pretty sure she was in a video game, one of the wrestling video games I had. Oh, I'm sure. And she was super fast and an awesome character to be. She was a three times women's champion. Yeah. She also won the cruiserweight title, which is a very rare feat for a woman to do. Yeah. She was the only one to do it in the WWE era. She beat Chavo Guerrero Jr. for the cruiserweight title. It was awesome. And Chavo says, ring the bell, cruiserweight title. It's on. Oh, it's on, Cole. That's a title that's just held by men, and it's still held by men. Like, there's little crossover to none that exists between men's titles and women's titles. Yeah, I watching her and watching China, they were my favorites growing up. Yep, and they were the two that won those championships. China with the Intercontinental and her with the Cruiserweight. Yeah, there's some badass ladies, like, seriously. She also did a lot of, like, modeling, I think, during this and then after. I don't, I can't think of anybody, any other, uh female wrestler who is as fast as she is or she was she was in yes. the royal rumble too she was just recently in the royal rumble yeah and mm-hmm. she was in the uh, 2016 hall of fame oh yeah that was a long time coming i am shocked that she wasn't in that before she only wrestled for six years but for a woman in the wwe that's a long time yeah. to like, have a career in wrestling and she she bebopped around with different people too but she wasn't ever like i might be misremembering this but i don't think that she was ever like clung to a man she had a, she was a manager for a few teams but i can't really recall her being like in a um i mean a lot of the wrestlers were were in like relationship storylines right but it, but she wasn't like always like she was on her own also i didn't do enough research for this <laughs> kicking ass and taking names yeah i just really like her and i really like her sparkly choker necklace that she has in this picture she looks so great she makes women's wrestling look legitimate which a lot of these other women couldn't do at the time and she can pull off a latex jumps, a latex strapless jumpsuit, which like nobody can. Nobody so. can do that to this day. No, no. Fabulous. Five stars to Jacqueline. <laughs> and now let's talk about this food. <laughs> let's do it. Jacqueline's luscious stuffed green peppers. Talk about stuffed green peppers. Miss Jackie knows her groceries. This Texas lady is very independent and tougher than an IRS audit. Even if you don't like green peppers, don't tap out. Throw the pepper away and devour the filling. We're going to come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The ingredients are six large green bell peppers, one teaspoon salt plus additional for sprinkling peppers, 
one pound lean ground beef, half cup chopped onion, one 16 ounce can of tomatoes chopped with liquid, one half cup of long grain rice, one half cup of water, one teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce, freshly ground black pepper to taste, and one cup of shredded low-fat American cheese. This recipe has seven steps. Oh my gosh, does it? (laughs) Uh, Step one, preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Step two, cut the top half inch from the green peppers. Discard the seeds and membranes and chop the top to make a quarter cup. Set aside. Step three, boil the whole green peppers uncovered for five minutes. Invert them and drain well. Step four, lightly sprinkle the insides of the peppers with salt. In a skillet, cook the beef, onion, and chopped pepper tops over medium-low heat until the meat is browned and the vegetables are tender. Drain off excess fat. Step five, add the tomatoes, uncooked rice, water, one teaspoon, salt, the Worcestershire sauce, and a dash of black pepper. Bring to a boil, then reduce the heat. Step 6. Cover and simmer 15 to 18 minutes or until the rice is tender. Stir in the cheese. Step 7. Stuff the peppers with the meat mixture. Place them in a baking dish and bake for 30 to 35 minutes or until browned on top. Makes 6 servings. That's a mouthful. Yeah. But all those steps are necessary if you want to do this correctly, I think. They are! I feel like this is a recipe that people have actually made! (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do want to go back to that intro for just a minute and just point out that the one, the main vegetable, it's in the title of this recipe, JR says to throw away. (laughs) In the intro. I I mean... (laughs) don't have recipes with vegetables if you're going to say to throw it away. (laughs) Oh, lordy. There is something cannibalistic about cutting up green peppers and then stuffing them with the green pepper, I will say. I didn't do it. No? No, it creeped me out. (laughs) (laughs) It's like feeding bacon to a pig. It's just unnatural. It is. Like putting a smaller (laughs) pig into a pig or eating human flesh. It's just, Mm. it's uncomfortable the first few times you do it. I don't think I either know or like Worcestershire sauce. Maybe it's because these recipes you use so little, but we've used it a few times recently. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think it really does anything for me. One teaspoon of it in the amount of food that we're making in it, you wouldn't taste it. I, I'm confused of why it's even in there. I am too. I put like twice as much in it and I still didn't taste it. It's just like a salty liquid. It's like kind of like soy American sauce? soy sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I know people like put it on steak and stuff, but... I mean, I added a ton of garlic in this recipe right off the bat again. Do you cook, do you cook it with the, uh, the ingredients? Yeah. I thought, well, I didn't use ground beef. I used ground turkey. But I cooked all that in a skillet. And then I did a combination of brown rice and lentil, red lentils. I also yeah. substituted the ground beef because chorizo was on sale. <gasps> and I seemed like that was going to be a better meat to use. That sounds so <laughs> good. <laughs> Because every time I'm like, should I use ground beef? It's like, there's chorizo on the other aisle. I can just grab that and use that instead. Yeah. And it was incredible, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. (laughs) It's the best meat. Like that and like barbacoa. I'm like, oh boy, give me these meats. What's barbacoa? It's like a spicy beef, like shredded beef. Yummers. (laughs) (laughs) I did half green bell peppers and half red bell peppers. And I will say. That's exciting. The green were better. Oh, really? I thought so. Do they cook differently? Nope. Not at all. Okay. They just t- they just complemented the flavors of the guts better. I don't know. It just I didn't need it to be any sweeter than it was. It was just really 
The green peppers are good, and they're less expensive, so that's a win-win. I think I might have undercooked the rice, but I also like it a little al dente, so I didn't mind it. I think that was fine. I overcooked the rice and the lentils <laughs> until they were mush. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so, yeah. But it was still good also. I, uh, yeah. Um, I did not use American cheese, because that's so gross. Who in their right mind would, Jacqueline? No. I used the, can my... you even buy shredded American cheese? Can you buy that in a brick and shred it yourself? God, I hope not. I don't know where to even get that. I ingredient. don't even think that it shred... American cheese isn't cheese, first of all. So, stop using it. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> um, unless... No, just, yeah, stop using it. Um, I used that fake cheese for mine, and then I put Munster cheese on husband's, and he went nuts for it. I just had um, some shredded Cheddar Jack, I think. That was what That's was a really good one, too. Monterey Jack, all those like white cheeses melt so nice. Those soft white cheeses, rather. Yeah. Yeah. I also yeah. Uh, I ate a bunch of that Monster cheese while I was doing it. I can't I can't get off this cheese horse I'm on. I can't stop. Jacqueline, now. you're not supposed to eat cheese. I'm not. I've had belly aches every day, but I can't stop. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad because I also could not kick cheese. It's so difficult. That's the hardest thing. Milk, whatever. Uh, no, whatever. Meat, that's fine. Get rid of that. <laughs> right. But cheese? cheese? God. I could probably stop drinking water before I could stop eating cheese. Absolutely. Whatever. <laughs> I'll drink cider instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what pairs really well with cider? It's all kinds of cheese. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. I didn't put the cheese inside of it, like this said, though. Did you do that? Yeah, I did. Okay. I only just, just, just put a bunch on there. top and had it melt over and look beautiful. That's a smarter idea. Yeah. It kind of just kind of disappeared in there. When and I had never heard of this boiling technique before either. Have you have you made stuffed peppers before? Not. Um, I feel like I have, but did I boil them? That's another question. I know I boiled when I made um cabbage rolls. That was the last thing I boiled to like soften it up. So it makes sense for me to, for the green peppers to be in the same way. Yeah, it makes total sense. I just never was taught to do, like my when my mom would make these, she would just take a raw pepper and stuff it with the stuffing, and then just set it in the oven, and then the bottom wouldn't cook all the way. It was just like crunchy. But this, this makes everything cook. All I the know, way. and it was like, oh wow, this is just common sense. Okay. <laughs> After I was boiling the green peppers, I also made vegetable stock, and that was very useful to like throw like the onions and the peppers Ooh, and stuff while I was yeah. cooking this into it. Like I had a stock going on the burner and then I had this going on another burner and then the oven was on and the sand pads were being made. Just everything was going right in the kitchen. And your roommates are just hovering in the doorway waiting till it's cool Pretty enough much. to just eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what are you making in there? What's, what's, what's going on in there? What's going on there? You need some help with that, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> Again, another winning recipe, I think. Yes. This is super How did we good. Unexpected. Both of these are unexpected. Yeah. 4.7 in my book. I'm giving it a solid four, which is enough to get Jacqueline's luscious stuffed green peppers what? into the Top Rope Chef Hall of Fame. A great 
great week for food. Two Hall of Fame recipes. I doubt it'll ever happen again. Yeah, and we were reluctant to be like, oh, well, let's just get these out of the way. So good. Let's lower our expectations even further. <laughs> let's pick a recipe that's doomed to fail for our next episode. <laughs> oh, there's no shortage of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a little little bit of a shorter episode, but um, I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, make these recipes. They're great. The, there was probably like the fewest amount of changes that we had to do on the ingredient side. Yeah. Just adding garlic is what I did. Yeah. And, and that's just a normal thing. Subbing Not a, a big couple deal. of gluten-free things, but that again, that's just normal. Right. That's everyday wow. Jacqueline. <laughs> I'm confounded, and I am happy. And I am at a loss for words. I'm pleasantly full. Find us at topropechef.com. There's a link to our SoundCloud for all our episodes. Subscribe to us on your podcasting app of choice. Search Top Rope Chef. Get us at facebook.com slash topropechef. Twitter.com slash topropechef. Give us wrestling names for us to call us in the beginning of the show. Do it on either of those. Or you can go ahead and email us, topropechef at gmail.com. Support the show. Go to patreon.com slash Top Rope Chef. Don't be intimidated. We are superstars, but we love... We're friendly people, and we want to talk wrestling, and we want to talk food. That's, like, all I want to do. That's all I talk about at work, and it's kind of making it so I have no friends, so I'd like some (laughs) friends, please. (laughs) Please be our friends. Get us at social media. Yeah. Say hi. Drop us some goofy nicknames. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Share us your favorite recipes. Let us know if you made something. That'd be exciting. That'd be that really exciting. Give us some challenges. We love a challenge. Sure. Give us topics to talk about. We want to talk to you. We do. And the only way to do that is for you to talk to us. Topropechef.com. Bye. Topropechef <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Topropechef.com at gmail. Whoa. See you next week. <laughs>